And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindegaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Glovers Cast. It's been a week with no match, but with huge news in the middle of it. Here to talk through all of it is David Coates. Good evening. And I will talk through all of it. <laughs> Just like I am. Again. <laughs> Someone and, told me the other uh, day that I, I interrupt you far too much, so I'm going to try not to do that, but I have done it three times already, so... That's my three. Who told you that? Who told you that? I'm sorry. Just I need to I just need to <laughs> message him and say thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> you start well, I mean it's a typically smooth start on the Glovers cast, thanks to Dave interrupting uh, <laughs> on several occasions. But Ben's here as well. Ben, how are you? Are you okay? It's been a week. It's it's been a week. It has been a week. Are we good? Are we happy? Are we all in a good place? What do we all have for tea? Toad in the hole. Nice. Oh, outstanding. I had cottage pie. Made Oof. it from scratch with my Nan's super special uh, secret ingredient, a tin of veg soup. Tin of veg soup? Tin of vegetable soup. So you don't put chopped tomatoes in. You put tomato paste in or puree. And then you put a tin of chunky veg soup in, in the mix. If your Nan was Colonel Sanders, she'd be furious. You've given away her special, Your, honestly, special secret ingredient. ingredient. Yeah, more the more people that know about the tin of veg soup in a cottage pie, the better the world will be. Well, everyone listens, Ben, so now everyone knows. Correct. Good. The not so secret ingredient. Um, yeah, I mean, I particularly asked if you were okay, given the news of our skipper's departure. Confirmed this. Well, it was Wednesday, was it? I think. I've, I thought it was Friday today, but obviously when the listeners are listening, it is Friday. Uh-huh. Um, but I was sure it was Friday. Um, yeah, so... I don't know. A bit of a surprise. <laughs> that was a long pause. That was, that was a pause long enough that at least 3% of listeners would have gone, oh, it's broke. Oh, no, there it is. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a hard one to reconcile because... There was all this talk in the build-up to the game against Dartford. There was lots of rumours. Um, Mark Cooper didn't do much to dispel the rumours, really, in the pre-match press conference with Ian Randall. And then, yeah, sort of confirmation came through in the middle of the week that it was a mutual parting of the ways. Um, yeah, just... Let's start with Dave. Let Ben have a think. I'm sure you've been thinking a lot, Ben. But, but Dave, what are your what are your thoughts on the whole situation and how it's all sort of unfolded? 
I was uh, I was just going to sit back and let Ben talk, to be honest with you. But um, seeing as I've been invited to talk this time, I will do. Um, <laughs> I um, to, to be honest with you, not surprised in the slightest. Not just because of uh, the you know, rumors and things that have been going around in the past couple of couple of weeks, but mostly because Josh Thornton hasn't been playing. Um, and to be fair, uh, I know I said this. I can't remember how long ago, but a while ago. In his heart of hearts, I don't think Josh Dalton would expect to be playing. But with the form, I mean, of the you know Morgan Williams, Jake Wannell, and and and, and so forth. So I I don't think in his heart of hearts he would expect to be playing. But I think Josh Dalton is a player who needs to play, wants to play. We we've seen so many occasions over the past few uh, seasons, the time that he's been with us, that he's a he's a competitor. He's a leader. He's all of those things, and he wants to be those things, and he can't be those things as effectively as he would want to be from the sidelines. So it is sad, like you say, it's a bit a bit of um, mixed feelings because you want him to go on and uh, and be the best the best footballer he can do, and it's sad that he's not going to be able to do it with us. And uh, I, I think a lot of people would have thought he could have, you know, stayed at the club, gone on to be a be a coach, and and had that route. Um, well, I'm sure we'll come on to Mark Cooper's comments today about the situation. Uh, today being Thursday, that is. But um, yeah, I mean, I I, I put the um, the tweet on the Glovers cast when uh, when Josh had uh, tweeted his thing that just said that, that said everything I wanted to say really that he was a he was a voice when no one else would speak, and I think that's that that's the main thing. We obviously last season for all, all of the nonsense that there was going on, on off the pitch, Josh Daunton was always the man who fronted up. He was he was always there. He was never it, you, you could. We could almost feel his pain, couldn't we, in every interview that he did, and and you could tell that he he loved the club and he wore his heart and his sleeve, and and he literally put his body on the line for us, and um, and I don't think we should ever forget that, um, and should obviously deserves the thanks of everybody for for everything that he did for us, um, and he was a he was a leader, wasn't he? That's exactly what he was um, at the time when we needed a leader the most, and I think that's what I summarised in a few words in a tweet and I've just waffled on for much longer than that now saying the same thing but yeah those would be my thoughts we put so much I think we put so much focus on last season that we forget the season before as well and his impact on that and you know the fact that he managed the team for the last game of it and it, it kind of and even from sort of the day he joined, there was always that thing about him being a part of the club. And then he had the injury, but was a big part of that season, despite being injured. It's it's um, it's just really been through the ringer at the football club. It feels like it feels like football has has no room for sentiment, does it? In general, at any level. But I do think if anyone deserved sentiment, it might have been Josh. Um, we forget that that season where he had the injury, we were behind closed doors for a part of it. And the football club went through some tragedy of its own. He went through some personal tragedy. Um, he's found a, a wife and a family in the area and things like that. It's like His life has changed drastically outside of football whilst, whilst at the football club. And to do all of those things that you've just both listed to manage a club 
for a game to to play, to lead, to captain, all the rest of it, whilst your life is changing so much, shouldn't be underestimated. Um, a thoroughly nice bloke, a bloke I've um, had the pleasure of had a, having a few conversations with, and he he gets it. He he absolutely got it. What it meant to be a Yeovil player, what it meant meant to represent not just the club but the community. Um, he won't mind me saying this, but. He asked me a couple of questions at the start of the season. I told him that my nephew was going to his first ever game this season because the team had started winning and you know he wanted to get involved because his mates at school were getting involved. He said, say no more. Tell me when it is. There's two tickets on the door. So he did. Two tickets were on the door for my dad and my nephew. And then now they've been a number of other times. So for the sake of a six quid kids comp ticket, he individually helped the club get an extra half a dozen adult tickets, half a dozen kids tickets. And I don't think my nephew listens to this, but if he does, I'm sorry, but you're getting two tickets to the Hemel Hempstead game in January. And that all stems from that. It's anytime the club did anything on the community front, he was there. No questions asked. He was there with the pink game, even though he wasn't playing. Um, He just got it. He just got what it meant to be a representative for this football club. Um, I really hope we don't live to regret the decision in terms of squad depth. Um, I absolutely understand that he needs to play football and he needs to be number one somewhere. And quite frankly, he's not going to get in over Wannell and Williams at the moment. Um, I wrote that blog a long time ago that said he was the most important person to this football club since Terry Skiverton. And whilst I think we've got a couple of potential candidates that might take that off him in in Worthington and, and Morgan Williams, um, I absolutely stand by every word I said. And yeah, the Overtown Football Club will no longer have a very, very, very important part of its recent history. And that is, regardless of anything else, really, really sad. Um, he's an absolutely brilliant bloke who's done so much good for so many people for so long. And yeah, the Overtown Football Club is better for have ha- for having him and he leaves it, the football club, in a miles better state than when he found it. Like you said, Dave, there's, there's no room for, or Ben, you said no room for sentiment in football. Um, and it does feel like, does feel like that. I think it's sort of the start of the season and seeing those performances and then the change in performance when, you know, Williams came into the, centre back with one and it just really really clicked and I, I think it's very difficult to argue that the right decision was made in terms of the the team and and how the team's been playing so I think it's just a bit odd how it's unfolded really um yeah I think just to be sort of not cut out as such but just not to be involved so much um all of a sudden. Um, yeah, and I think, you know, Mark Cooper the, in his press conference today uh, said about distractions and his words were that it's a sort of distraction that's been removed from the the squad. And I, I, don't, I don't know, Dave, what do you think? <laughs> what did you take from that? What's What sort of... <laughs> about, hard to know what the distraction would be. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I can only assume that Josh Daunton has been at the club for a long time. He's obviously a very popular member of the team and the, and, and the squad. And I'm sure a lot of the people that he sat next to in the dressing room are his friends. And as his friends, I'm sure they want him to be doing the things that, that he would want to do, which is playing games of football. And he's not doing that. Therefore, maybe that is a distraction that is playing on their minds, that he's not playing and maybe worrying about how how he's doing or how he's feeling um, and the fact that he is there right in front of you um, maybe uh, uh, grows the um, that that distraction the the only way I can um, I can think that it could be could be taken um, and not saying outside our mind because I'm sure just don't or carry on being good friends with uh, with a with a with a lot of people but uh, as we've we've I would agree with the two of you, no room for sentiment and we saw that. Um I think the most obvious example of it was Will Views. Local lad came in, everyone wanted him to do well as a goalkeeper, had had a uh, a few iffy games and uh, was dropped. Joe Day was brought in uh, and everything has been better as a result of it. Uh, I'm not saying that um Will Will Views won't have a future at Yeovil Town. I'm sure there's there's every chance that he might do, but Mark Cooper did what he had to do to get us where he's got us. Uh, and you can't argue, uh, personally, I, I, I don't disagree with anything anybody said and you heard what I just said about Josh there. Uh, but I don't disagree with uh, with this decision one bit. I think the players that we've got are better players for, for the, the formation that we've been playing. And I think that's proven by the results that we've had when Josh Thornton hasn't been in the team. And I don't think it's because because he's not in the team that we've won games, I think it's because those players have come in, performed magnificently, and you just can't you just can't drop them. And I don't think Josh Dalton um, would wants to sit around on the um, on the bench. And I'm sure you know I I wouldn't even be surprised if he goes into the into the National League Premier and um, and, and and gets a club there. I think he's he's still got a lot to offer to to someone. I wasn't a massive fan of the answer if I'm honest with you. Um, I thought it left the door ajar to whatever has gone on behind closed doors. And I'm of the opinion that either you should keep them behind closed doors or blow the bloody doors off, as a wise man once said. Um, (laughs) The question was about the journey and the process that got to the point of Josh being released. And he says the word distraction three or four times. And I think that leaves the interpretation to Josh was a distraction, whether there's something that had or hadn't gone on, I don't know. But to have that door left open for me, more for me, and again, I, I don't particularly, I, I don't find myself disagreeing with much that Mark Cooper says or going, why has he said that? That, that seemed unnecessary. But for me, he could have just gone and said exactly what you've just said, Dave, there of, Great leader for the club. Really appreciate everything he did. He and I, we had to work really close to it back in the last season because of everything that was going on. Um, but the time was right. He moves on with our best wishes. And that's that. And not say the word distraction. And just open that, plant that seed and open that door. Or blow the bloody doors off. Josh Thornton was a right troublemaker. He did this, he did that. There's graffiti in the changing rooms. is awful. He's trashed the place. You know, whatever it may be. I don't know. But Terrible at DIY. Yeah, terrible at DIY. He picked the wrong colour green, the wrong shade. What was he doing, idiot? You know, blow the bloody doors off or 
don't say anything because saying I've removed the distraction, we had to remove the distraction is unnecessary poop stirring. And I just didn't think in a position that he was in with no obvious right of reply either and right of clarity, um, it just felt unnecessary. Um, and it didn't feel like, didn't feel like the end of that scenario. You know what I mean? Like it can, a further question can be answered. This segment of our podcast has already gone on five minutes longer than it probably could have done. If he'd have just wrapped it up and gone, amazing player, really good bloke. Sorry, it hasn't worked out this season. Couldn't get him in. He wants to go play games. Um, wish him all the best. What a leader, what a guy. But it was the right thing for us all to do. We'd have all wrapped this up and gone, right, brilliant, excellent. What's next? Let's talk about Sonny Cox. But he's le- the fact that you asked the extra question means he's left that door ajar. And yeah, I, I it's the first time in a long, 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 long time I've listened to Mark Cooper and gone, oh, he didn't need to do that. Didn't need to, didn't need to make that comment, didn't need to make that line. So yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. And I just now, if we are looking to move forward, which was the other line Mark Cooper said, wasn't it? Looking forward. I am looking for I'm looking for HP Source on Friday afternoon to be absolutely chocked full of the leaders of the group. People setting standards really, really highly now. Because he was a standard setter. He sets he set those standards and made people better than maybe what they could have been. So I'm looking around a dressing room that is absolutely jam-packed full of leaders, by the way. And I hope HP Source is Michael Smith absolutely having a worldie. I hope it's the captain, um, Matt Worthington, um, Morgan Williams, the two people that he name-checked as as leaders in the group today. Setting standards, Nuble and Murphy, making sure everyone's doing that extra little bit and whatever it is. That's what we need now. We need a group of players led by the big leaders that we've got in our dressing room, and we have got boatloads of them. I thought it was. Um... It would all be great if we beat Hampton on Saturday and everyone can move on. But I just wanted to say yeah. that because I, for the first time in a long time, I didn't like an answer from Mark Cooper. I thought it was interesting how he mentioned Worthy and Williams, and it was almost like a bit of a like for me. It was almost a bit of a oh yeah, like they've been here. You know, Williams was here the season mm-hmm. before Staunton on loan. Worthington's been here since we came down from the football league, and maybe they don't get the same sort of reverence because they weren't put in front of the cameras or they didn't go in front of the cameras at the end of last season. And you think, well, he's been through the mill and we don't necessarily think of him in the same way that we think of Staunton. The same with Williams, you know, we signed Williams and he had like, he was injured, wasn't he? And we've sort of turned him into this absolute utility man. Who's like first name on the team sheet. After, after that Ultrium game, which Staunton managed, it was uh, I was there and I grabbed I grabbed Williams for a bit of a chat for the Glovers cast because he'd won both the Glovers. Do you remember? And at the time he was the, yeah, his Twitch mates voted for him, <laughs> and uh, he um, he was the only contracted player, so he was the only yeah. one we could really talk to. And I thought he spoke really well, and I thought he he yeah. he showed great leadership even at that young age and not really being in the position that he is now. So you're absolutely right, and that's that's now where we that's move how we move on, isn't it? If you've got a dressing room yeah. that like this, like Josh Norton, right, go get promoted for him, send him a medal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, be leaders now, show what we're worth, because we've got a job to do, and it starts in a really tough manner on Saturday. Yeah, I think uh, it's I think they... gone. No, you go, Dave. No, I, I didn't interrupt you that time. I was definitely first. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I was going to say, I think it's exactly that when you talk about interviews. So if you put Josh Daunton, uh, 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 Matt Worthington and Morgan Williams, one after another, um, and you said, which of those do you think is speaking from the heart the most? You would say Josh Daunton every time because uh, Matt Worthington, I, I, deliver, I, I have sat in and uh, put people in my business through media training. If they came out like Matt Worthington, I'd be absolutely delighted, I have to say. The man is the man is an absolute magician of media training. Absolute magician. Um, and, uh, and and Morgan Williams is obviously, uh, you know, somebody else as well who will answer a question in a very succinct. Josh Daunton, you ask him a question, he will just pour his heart out. Everything that he's feeling will come out in his words. And I think that's the difference. It's that's That's the face that people see. Um, because not everybody, you know, bumps into. Well, I'm sure people been able bump into uh, to just Staunton and and the others quite often. But that's the reason why he's held in that reverence because you see everything that he's thinking. Um, in what he's saying, if you can see what people are saying, you know what I mean. Yes. Um, and I was just gonna say, I think the the feeling of like <laughs> it is disappointing, but I don't think anyone can disagree with the point that we're at but i think it's just for like for everything that we went through last season the season before it almost feels like there should be a we, we should have had a proper send-off like if this happens at the end of last season you think yeah fine okay but it's just that weird it's december hasn't played for ages we haven't been at hewish park since farnborough in the middle of november and it's that whole like closure sort of thing a bit like when Saul left like he knew he was going but no one else knew he was going he said his goodbyes to every (laughs) yeah exactly yeah it's just a little bit like yeah more disappointment that we won't get to say goodbye properly I guess but like we said that's football and there's little room for sentimentality should we move on I think the next I think the next departure might not take so long to talk through, but um, yeah, young Sonny Cox has returned to Exeter to double the amount of strikers in their team, I think. Um, yeah. 12 goals they've got in 19 games. Not, not enough, that. Not great. In League One. No, um, not enough. But yeah. All right. And I'm not necessarily sure he's the answer to their goal-scoring woes. I but... would be impressed if he can go and get in like uh, 10 or 15 goals in League One this season. Although he has scored one already, isn't he? Is that in League One? Uh, was that not Paint Pot Trophy? Oh, was it Paint Pot Trophy? But you are right. He has at least got a goal at Peter that Payton, level. Peter, but Peter away at away at third place, Stephen is this week. That ain't going to be easy. And uh, yeah, he, uh, the quotes today are that he's, he's back in the squad. He's going to get some minutes on Saturday. So he's in the mix. Yeah. And I mean, undoubtedly a good player, talented player, saying last weekend that um, at Dartford, I thought that was probably one of the better uh, games that I've, I've seen him play. Um, yeah. Exeter manager obviously read your conclusions. Well, Dave, and exactly. Thought, well, we know, better get him back. This guy knows what he's talking about. Yeah, exactly. When when he knows how clearly and obviously I can tell a left-footed player from a right-footed one, he's you know people are going to listen to that kind of stuff, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think we're going to miss him a little bit though. Just as a, an option, he's you know 
a different type of striker than we we've got and was sort of playing in different positions as well. Um, so I feel like we're going to miss him. He's that he's a young player who you know young players have inconsistencies. He doesn't brilliant every game, but then he pops up against Dover and scores two goals and um, yeah, as a, as a great afternoon. But it's one that I think we we'll, we might need to dip our toes to uh, drop a Glover's cast cliche. Um, to find a replacement. Yeah, I think we said You're the same about my, Thomas. Do you not think that's a cliche, Dave? Sorry. No, I'm not sure I do. Everyone's no. interrupting everyone else now. This is just plain rude. <laughs> Dip our toes into the transfer market. Oh, okay, right. I didn't know that was a. Well, I guess it could be a cliche. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh no, we um. Uh, yeah, we said the same about Ollie Thomas, didn't we? When he went. Yeah. We said we were going to miss him. And then Sonny Cox came in. So there are other players out there. Um, and and, and I, I'm confident on previous form that Mark Cooper, Chris Todd, no, um, no good players who are out there. So I wouldn't be surprised if we saw some incomings before, well, that's tomorrow as, as we listen to it now. If someone can lock Ben Seymour in a cupboard at Hewish Park after the game on Saturday mm-hmm. and just get him to sign on. I think that would be a good place to start. You've been hearing good things about him, haven't you? I have, yes. And yeah, not that be... Seb said any of it on the record in the uh... for in both camps because uh, yeah. he doesn't want to upset the, the natives at Hampton and Richmond. Um, but yes, he thinks Ben Seymour is definitely going to have suitors and is still based down in the southwest. So, if anyone who makes decisions is listening from Hewish Park, keep an eye on him at the weekend and see what you think. Get him in. <laughs> Sign him. It does leave us a little light, doesn't it? Because the Jordan Stevens shaped hole doesn't seem to be getting filled anytime soon, um, and it kind of leaves us with Young and Dawes as two proper out and out wide pacey players um i know sonny cox wasn't necessarily that but he was an option in those areas with a new or a hyde or a murphy <sighs> i yeah i i do think we'll probably need to strengthen in that area sooner rather than later um as a result of this it could well be i mean ollie thomas isn't at newport anymore <laughs> and i'm not sure how long-term loan registrations work but i'm not entirely sure if he's in a position to go anywhere else. So he might mm. he might only be able to come to us if it is a long-term loan. So that might be an option. Um, but if Exeter have liked what we've managed to achieve with Sonny Cox, they might have another one in the system who's a year behind Sonny Cox. So, um, yeah, I, I do think we could do with an extra an extra pair of legs. I was going to say hands then, but pointless. You okay, Dave? Yeah, I was uh, just listening to a message on my phone. That just doesn't make any sense. But there we go. <laughs> I might have to listen to it again. Maybe it's been a long week. I don't know. Maybe. Before we go too deep into... Haribo today as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not what? Haribo. You know, in Germany, Germany, they have a, a, a type of Haribo, which is only available in Germany. It's called Color Rado, as in the American spelling of the word color, and R A D O, 
And it's kind of like licorice all sorts mixed with, uh, is it kids mix? You know, like the red packet that you get. It's like a combination of the two, but then there's like really, really sugary stuff in there. Like, like you eat one and you're just buzzing for. Have you just eaten a whole pack? I, I ate quite a few today and I'm, I'm sort of in that crash mode. I oh. mean, crash mode, that's what I mean, I think. So any minute okay. now, I might just go down. If we it. hear us, yeah, if we hear a thud at any point, listener, Dave, Dave that's, has that's, crashed. That's me going, and I won't interrupt you anymore. <laughs> uh, so before you do interrupt me again, um, and we go into looking ahead to Hampton and Richmond, um, I thought it would be worth uh, mentioning about Jakob Solokic and his. Um, appeal Sokolik, sorry his appeal at the um that's come out this week um his uh, his son is suffering from um uh, b cell acute leukemia and needs specialist treatment and uh, there's a gofundme account to assist um the funding of the treatment so yeah if you are listening i know we've shared it on the socials but um yeah jacob had a had a decent spell with us back along, and uh, we like to look after our own, don't we? So, yes, uh, go and take a look at that and give him some support. And uh, our thoughts are with Jacob and his family. Sixteen hundred quid. He's up to now. I've just had a quick check. Um, shout out Martin Hellier. He's left obviously a, a very sizable donation himself with a, a little note on behalf of the club. Some some names that. Plenty of Yeovil fans would recognise plenty of names that I know have sent in GCQs in the past here, all on this list. So huge shout out if you are on there. Josh Taunton's on there as well, by the way. He's, he, you know, again, what can you say about the guy? But lots of names, lots of Yeovil fans doing great things as per usual. So hopefully, um, I said last week that I would have Jakob Sokolik headbutt a Dalek if I had to. So if his two-year-old son's inherited any of that, um, any of that feistiness and headbutter darkness, um, then I, I really hope he'll be okay. Because if he's got a bit of that about him, even at two years old, I, uh, yeah, hope he can headbutt that instead. Said. Right, we're back to Hewish Park on Saturday. Yeah, all right. It's been a long old while. It's not though. exactly um, a month. A, a month, month <laughs> to the very day that we're recording now, fourteenth of yeah. November. Yeah. Um, and what do you think the pitch so looks like? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, we've had a bit of rain. Um, it's been all right today, but over the last, I think Mark Cooper said it's flooded about three times since, um, since we last played on it, and it yeah, it's been wet down here. Uh, well, groundsman must be wondering what he's taking on, mustn't he? <laughs> like, why did I ever take this job? <laughs> Bring back the blade and set fire to the pitch. That's what he's thinking. <laughs> I don't think the old grounds person set fire to the pitch, though, did he? I think he was trying yeah. to stop people setting fire to his pitch. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's what I mean. Whoever that was that set fire to the pitch, bring him back. <laughs> uh, yeah, so hopefully it's going to be all right. Um, but it's going to be nice to be back. I think it feels a little bit like we need a home game because I, the form hasn't dropped off. Like it's you know it's not been horrific. I think Welling was obviously horrific, but 
Um, yeah, it's just I've missed, I've missed it. Fortress Hewish, as it was, you know, wanting to be, it was dubbed in the summer, wasn't it? We needed to make it a fortress, and we've done that. And so to go without, you know, a game there for four weeks has been quite challenging down this part of the world. Four, uh, is it five points in four games? I think we've got, uh, and obviously the uh, the win at, at Bath being the uh, the the bulk yeah. of that. Um, so yeah, I, I like no, I agree with you. I, I, although it means I'm not going to see uh, a game this weekend, but uh, but that's okay. I've, uh, I've you're not I, driving down. I, you know, I looked at my bloody. I only got my car about three weeks ago. It's got nearly two thousand miles on the clock already. Ridiculous. Um, Dave, Dave won't drive to Yeovil, but we'll drive to Eastbourne on yeah, two but, days before Christmas. Yeah, but it's but then but then I go across uh, across the south coast from there, don't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas it, yeah, no, it's just just a short drive along the south coast as well. So yeah, but I'm stopping at Bournemouth yeah. on, for for like four days, and then I'll drive to Yeovil from there if that's all right with you. Isn't isn't Bournemouth the <laughs> Closest ground to Hewish Park is the crow flies. Well, that's a... okay, saying, it's Taun- isn't Taunton's quite close? I mean, proper, like, um, oh, yeah, proper. Oh, Taunton, proper. Oh, oh, the Signet right. Healthcare I mean... Community Stadium. Yeah, watch out New Year's Eve. I reckon I'll be okay. <laughs> That'll be avoiding Ellen Road. Um, but yes, Hampton is going to be a tricky one, isn't it? Because uh, as as we've said before, and Mark Cooper said um, in his press in his pre-match, they haven't lost since that game we played them, and we did play very well that day, even though um, uh, Jake I got sent off, and obviously we had a, a Jordan Stevens worldie that day as well, didn't we? But um, yeah, well, we yeah. He did yeah, right where they got... after oh, the okay. final whistle, wasn't it? Or right at the end, I think, yeah. Yeah, they are in form. Yep. Since we since we played each other, um, yeah, they've been in the league on an absolute mission. And I know before we played them, they hadn't played very many home games. But this run has been quite a mix of away and home as well. It's not like they've fucked up a load more home games to balance it out. They've been on the road as well and I think last weekend they beat South End in the FA trophy as well. So penalties. You know, it's all pardon. Did they win on penalties at South End? Yeah they did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that pardon said will he shut the fuck up now please <laughs> no, I couldn't hear what you said. Oh well. Anyways, was it <laughs> uh yeah so it and um Seb, you'll hear this tomorrow, but they're playing some good stuff. It's like things have started to click a little bit, um, and their performances have really turned out, t- turned around. They said after the Yeovil game, it was getting a little bit, people were getting a little bit twitchy, and I think they lost to Lewis after that game as well. Um, so on his own, yeah, Lizzo, no, on his own, Lewis by himself. Yes. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, but you say all that, and then I'm just looking at our home form, and there's a lot of green. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we're green. playing green. Yeah. 
lots of green. Last team to beat us at home. Hampton and Richmond. No, last team to beat us at home. South End? Nope. Just after that. (laughs) I can't remember who we played at the end of last season. Four and Wood last game, but I can't remember who was in between. It's Oldham Athletic. Oldham Athletic, yeah. Beat us 3-0 on the 22nd of April. Um... I since then lots of green, couple of couple of yellows. There's no chance we can fear anybody at home. There's no chance we can just that we don't do anything other than respect good players, but just go hell for leather at them. We scored that many goals at home this season: four against Farnborough, two against Dover, three against Gateshead, two against Braintree, two against Weymouth, two against Southend, three against Averley. The list goes on and on and on, especially with league games. Get at them early. Get at them early. Rattle them early. Yeah. Yeah. Good. A good time. I think had we been playing them away, mm. could be a, a nervy one, but a great game for us to get back to Hewish Park and play at this point and just, yeah, get a bit of confidence in us and... Uh, renew the relationship with the home supporters because lots of people haven't been to see him. Lots of people have, but lots of people haven't either. And I think it's a, it's probably up to the team to give the supporters that first 10, 15 minutes to remind fans of what they've missed for the last month. And that's why I don't think there's any, any point in being cagey early doors. Have some shots, a couple of big tackles, get Hewish Park going, get that Get that drum bouncing again in the home end and and get going early doors. Is that really falling down the steps if the drum's bouncing? A bouncing drum? You've got to stop eating Haribo, mate. You've got to <laughs> stop eating Colorado Haribos. Colorado it is. Color, two words. Is it not spelt Colorado, though? As in... No. no. You, you, you two carry on. Okay. Thanks. He's off. Oh. <laughs> um breaking news. Gonna go... He has an old go man. On. He has an old man uh blanket when he records. Did you see that then? Mm. He, had, he had an old man yeah. blanket over his over his lap when he records. Looks like his chair's got like a little heater oh, on the oh, back of it oh, as well, oh, doesn't oh, it? Keep him his back, back now. Stop. Stop. Yeah, you, you make a really good point there, Ben. Yeah, and I, I think uh, you know Yeah. When uh okay. No, the two of you oh, Dave. <laughs> Colorado. Two words. Travel okay. edition. For for the sake of the for the sake of the tape, Dave is holding up a packet of Haribo with uh, Colorado hyphen Rado on it. So, Travel is it two words? Know. Is it two words Hy- or is it one word? Yeah. Does that make it one word? Listen, it's the happy world of Haribo. Anything's possible. Kids and grown-ups love it, so. Uh, is that? Can you translate that in German, Dave? Is there a German yeah. version of it? <laughs> that one is German. It's all in German. What? Everything on the back's written in German. <laughs> okay. I don't make the rules here. Okay. Uh, should we take questions? 
Please. <laughs> Dave starts reciting rules. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, I haven't actually got them open. Goodness me. Dave's thrown me off with his Colorado talk. Crazy. I did have them open. Right, here we go. I'm gonna say I've got I've got them on Facebook. Do you want me asking on Facebook? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm just loading up okay. X, formerly Chris... known as. Okay. Chris uh well, Chris Fletcher asks, with Cox going but Fisher back, do you think we'll see another forward brought brought in? Personally, I'd like another PC wide option to complement the squad. And Lee Riggs asked a very similar kind of question with both uh, Sorton and Cox leaving. What positions do you feel we could get reinforcements in? Or do you feel JMD will be played more in the place of Cox? Very different players, but arguably with the players that we have got, it might be that a different formation starts to work and, that might mean packing the midfield a little bit more, which might mean JMD gets more of a role. You might have more of a having a 10 in behind strikers. JMD's clearly got something to offer still, but his absence speaks as loudly as anything else. Yeah, I don't, I just don't I just don't see JMD getting back in the team. Unless there's a significant in, in, in formation, you're right. In in this entire run, I mean, we've tried, we've you know, we've gone with playing someone in between in sort of that number ten position. Usually, it's Frank. I think Sonny Cox has been doing it a little bit as well. But at no point really have we seen JMD come in and make an impact. Yeah, he's delivered a set piece at Hampton, and he had a couple of shots against Torquay. Um. What else? <laughs> like he's not coming into games and making a huge impact on those games, in my opinion. Um, and yeah, I think it, it wouldn't surprise me if he was another one who was on the way out at some point. I just you look at how many minutes he's played versus how how involved he was in preseason and how he was sort of the central point, and ever since haven't. And that game, not been in favour at all. I agree. I don't think he's on. I think we need. Yeah, I think we need more. I think we. I think. Um, I. I was thinking about it, and I saw Michael. I think it was Michael West posted it today on the um, YTFC Heritage page about uh, Kevin Gould signing in 03. February two thousand and three. We signed Kevin Gould and brought goals. Um, a team that was already well, no, not necessarily him. Um, I'm sure he could do a job. I'm going to say, I bet, I bet he's not far off. <laughs> um, but I think, I don't know. Sometimes I think we get all sort of this is the squad and this is the squad that's going to do it. But we forget that you know you can you can bring in other players. You can find other players that we were running away with the league in February when we signed Kevin Gall and Harry Johnson wanted more and got someone else in so i still think it's yeah i think we we should definitely be looking to freshen up things and we've we've said quite a lot shorter pace in some areas i think and yeah speedy player would be nice is no one else worried that we haven't got a second goalkeeper nah. are you not 
I, I would have thought there's a clause in Will Buse's contract. Yeah, but, but if he steps on a cone in a warm-up and does his ankle, we're knacked. How hard do you think cones are? I don't. I, you, you understood. You understood the point I was making in a comical oh, okay. sense. If he catches a ball wrong in in a warm up and breaks a finger and can't play, but we've had one goalkeeper forever, mate. But like, even and I even don't though think, we had I like think second Max... choice goalkeepers, like you know, like Lewis Williams, who we had there as a second choice goalkeeper, it's not like you bring him in and go, oh, don't worry, it's all right. Yeah, but have him there on a match day. Have a player there on a match. Have a goalkeeper available in the squad. It can be an 18, 19-year-old. Ever since ever since Russell Slay had one goalkeeper, when we had five subs in the Football League, we had one goalkeeper because it was a waste of a sub. Because I'm, I'm, I'm not even saying have him on the bench. Because if, if a keeper goes down in, the, in a match, you can fudge your way through it, as we've seen with Luke Wilkinson and the perfect 7 out of 7. It's happened before. It'll happen again. But it's that feeling of pre-match of what if Joe Day has a car crash on the way to the stadium? Heaven forbid. What happens? What happens if you're stuck in traffic? Can't get there. Massive, massive motorway thing. Can't get there. Isn't going to get there till four o'clock. What are we going to do? I, I don't like it. I'd like I'd like a sub keeper, please. I mean, you don't hear that happening very no, often. You don't. <laughs> but it would be such a horrible <laughs> thing to do. <laughs> Who got bit by a spider? I don't know. <laughs> it's possible. Oh uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I, mean, I just I don't I think we've 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 had this for as long as I can remember. Darren Sarl had one goalkeeper. when his first season, didn't we have like five different goalkeepers on short term loans to cover Stuart Nelson? It's yeah. Dave's yawning big time now. He's dead. The crash is coming. The crash is coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah, let's, yeah crack. let's crack open the Colorado. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, all season we've been saying that with the place that we're weakest is fullback. Mm, yeah. Which, with Alex Whittle missing out Saturday, um, obviously we don't know because nobody asked about team news this weekend. Um, but hopefully he'll be back. Um, and will will Dawes obviously filling in as well. Yeah. I mean that's a that's a position. I'd say that's the position where we need um we need strength even even before we start. Yeah, like we've that. sort of felt we needed depth in those positions, haven't we? Yeah. It'd be good to know how close Jordan Stevens is. We don't think no. Jamie Sendles White's very close. No. But or Scott Pollock. Oh, well, I'm not overly worried about that. Um but it'd be nice to know where Jordan Stevens is and whether or not we've got to look to add there as well. Um, I also think it's it's probably wise now that we start a conversation with Bristol City about Idahan and whether or not we can keep him. If we've lost a central defender and he's naturally left-footed, naturally left-sided, can offer a bit at left-back, the easiest thing might be just to keep Idahan for the rest of the season if that option is available and then still look to add in other areas. But He's obviously integrated already into the squad, knows the team, knows the setup, knows how things are going to happen. I wonder if that might be option A in terms of strengthening. I would like us to sign someone. Oh yeah, like definitely. to to not to not be like, hey, Bristol City, can we have another player, please? Or mm. hey, Exeter, you've taken Sonny back. Can we have another player? It'd be nice to you know surprise me, get me uh, 
Ben Seymour. Player who's been, yeah, yeah, Ben Seymour or the Jordan Thomas from Bath. Mm. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Dear Samson. Someone to come up. Someone to come up. Like how we signed Stansfield, you know? Like, there are players below who score a ton of goals who get bullied by big grizzly centre-backs rather than these ones who get mollycoddled through perfect pitches in front of no fans on a, like, yeah. Wilson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any more on Facebook? No, that's it. Just those two. Um, uh, Tim, Tim Tim Hobble does talk about um, hoping that uh, that uh, Scott Pollock will go as well to free up uh, more space. But I mean, he's just had an operation, any so I don't think he's going anywhere, is he? But no. Uh, okay, over on Twitter, Clevo, we've answered this one already. Evil. What did we make of Cooper's interview today? I hope he's not going to respond angrily to us. No. Not answering it specifically for him, but. Tweets can be addressed to Dave Coates at (laughs) twitter.com. I'll see you Boxing Day, Clevo. Oof. (laughs) There's the challenge. That wasn't a threat. (laughs) Sounded like one. Sounded. (laughs) Yeah, he'll be, well, he'll probably be in the Taunton end on uh, on New Year's Eve, won't he? Talk of Taunton as he is. (laughs) Coates is throwing shade tonight. Um, Rob, <laughs> Robin Batchelor says, is there a chance we get Ollie Thomas back to replace Cox? I don't think it's beyond the realms of possibility at all, actually. I really don't. He did. He tweeted on oh, no, Instagram the other night two pictures of one of him in his yoga gear and one of him in his Newport gear. And like the song behind it was like, you don't know what you've got until it's gone behind the over one. And then the Newport one was like a sad song. So I wonder if he is giving little hints. Oi, Tinian, let me go back. And just after that, he recorded himself singing in my heart. I am always (laughs) your... Robin has also, uh, he's double dipped here. In terms of the way it was handled, did Josh Staunton deserve more than the exit he got? I'm not suggesting a testimonial, but fans and coaches always talk about loyalty from players, but it often doesn't run the other way. Build a statue. I think if he gets a statue before Terry Skewitt and something's gone wrong. Can we have one of them both? Like, arms around each other's shoulders. That work? Okay with that? Okay. Yeah, fine. Cheers. I'll I'll commission it now. Straight after this. Um, Callum Hallett. Evening. Evening. Are you worried? Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, what? you said you said his uh, his voice in, in in a threatening way. You said his evening in a threatening way. I felt threatened. He's threatening you now, Ian. You'll see me at Taunton as well. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know. Will I? Will I? Will you be there? Uh, I'll be it. <laughs> it's not. It's west. Northwest. Uh, Callum asks, are you worried that we now have a thin squad and what positions do you think we need to recruit in? 
rather than a thin squad than a fat squad. We Christmas dinner, they'll be fine. <laughs> no, Mark Cooper trusts his players to not have three pigs in much. blankets on Christmas Day. Uh, I mean, we've said who we think we're gonna where, where we need to strengthen, don't we? Someone, someone pacey out wide, someone up front, and uh, someone a fullback. There you go. And a and a, and a keeper, please. And a partridge. Yeah. So we got. <laughs> and a budget keeper who'll never play. <laughs> <laughs> uh, raging bull skittles. Uh, one of our skittles player. Reese and Mapletoft passed his driving test this week. Congratulations, Reese. He now plans on driving to away games. What was the first away game you drove to once you passed your test? Mine was Telford away in 99-2000. Huddersfield. I seem to recall going to Huddersfield. It would have been the season we made the playoffs 07-ish. So whatever away game that was. I will quit look. I can't remember the first game that I drove to, but I do remember um, getting my one and only speeding ticket, uh, driving back <laughs> from uh, Rustin and Diamonds in 99, I think it was. Um, we'd won at Rustin and Diamonds. I think it was, I think Dave Webb might have been manager at the time, but they were proper going for it, you know, chucking the cash around. And I did, um, I was doing 88 in a 60. You're about to see some serious shit. <laughs> I was going to say, roads, where we're going. <laughs> yeah. That was back to the future, Ben, just if right. you didn't know. Um, Dave, that was the first game you drove to. What was the first game you got a horse and cart to? Oh. <laughs> I didn't have horse and carts. Around. People used to just drag <laughs> each other around by the hair. A bit like some parts of Leeds these days. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's funny because it's true. <laughs> I only want to be with you. Almost a pro pilot. At one point, you're going to have to change that name. Yeah, exactly. Um, Come on. Sort yourself out. (laughs) Uh, If things start going wrong for Cooper, could this be the beginning of the end moment? Oh, jeez. I'm going to say what things are quite going wrong for Mark Cooper. Mark Cooper, eight points clear at the top of the table. Seven. Seven. Seven? Okay. I thought it went to... No, no, it was six and then seven, wasn't it? Yeah. No, it's because Ben says our goal difference is like an extra point and you're... Yeah, that's right. It's not an actual extra point, though. It's like an extra point. Yeah. It's like when Jordan Stevens comes back, it's going to be like a new signing. (laughs) And James Endel's right. Correct. And Scott Pollock. No. <laughs> uh, today. Uh, what do you think of the situation over at Exeter right now? I'm like, they're like us last season. season. Yeah, except oh, Whoa. he's forgot to plug it in again. <laughs> How many times has that man forgot to plug his laptop in? <laughs> How many times? Uh, well, he can't interrupt now, can he? Yeah. Well, he can when he comes back. (laughs) Unbelievable, Jeff. Um, Situation. Yeah, they're in a spot of bother, actually. They are in a spot of bother. Um, Who's their manager now? Uh, It was Coldwell, is it? Gary Coldwell? Oh, no, it was ages ago, wasn't it? 
I think he's still the manager. Is he? Oh, I'm he sure is. that's I'm sure I'm sure that's who made the comment today about Sonny coming back. Huh? Fair enough. They've got uh, because they've got... there was a bit of um there was a bit of they wanted Taylor back, didn't they? But Bristol that Rovers got in there. Yeah. They um they haven't been filling benches and stuff. They've they have got lots of injury problems, lots of yeah. So that's why I think of the extra situation. They're probably in a bit of the poop. And especially after our luck with previous loan recallings, do we reckon Day will be next? No. No. I think, I don't know, I've got a hunch that Day might be a permanent signing in uh, January more than anything else. I don't know about January. Um, I wonder if there's putting two and two together and making 412,000, a gentleman's agreement of, if we go up, let's do it. If we don't go up, I see my future a little bit higher than this. We're pretty so much up now more. anyway, aren't we? Huh? We're pretty much up now anyway, aren't we? Yeah, maybe. But <laughs> I think that's my gut instinct of if we get promoted, he'll probably turn around and go, yeah, let's do something. Let's make something happen. If we don't, then maybe he'll get opportunities at higher higher levels. Yeah. Yeah. And... uh Sam Gregory says, with Sonny Cox returning to Exeter, do you think Linton gets recalled from Taunton and given an opportunity? No. As as sad as that makes me, because I liked Mal Linton, no. Because we brought Cox in instead of getting him back when we had that chance already. Yeah, the, the situation at Taunton's a bit of a funny one at the moment, because they mm. think their, their chairman was... Uh, Reported as you know, they've they've got some quite difficult financial situation going on right now. I think unpaid players or late payment of players and that sort of thing. Um, so I do wonder if there's you know something there. I think if if push came to shove, I I do think Linton. If we absolutely need a a striker and we weren't able to get someone else in, I think Linton could come in and do a job for us just as an an extra body, but. You know, he's he's still about the club training and everything, isn't he? You know, he's still full time contracted to Yeovil. Um Ah, oh, look what the cat dragged back in. Unbelievable. Plug your damn laptop in, man. For the love of all that is Jesus. It it ran out of Colorado. <laughs> I had to <laughs> I had to stuff more sugary sweets into it before it started. For Christmas, I would like a little sign that says, Is your laptop plugged in? That's what I'd like. We're going to start Sunday's podcast by asking the question. Is your laptop Hello plugged and in? welcome to the Glover's Cast. My name's Ian. Dave's here. Dave, say hello. And is your laptop plugged in? <laughs> for, uh, for the listeners who don't see it, uh, so many evenings, Dave suddenly goes, oh, and goes <laughs> on mute and fiddles around and plugs in his laptop. But uh, tonight was not one of those. Tonight was just... Uh, tonight, it, he's it gone. gave me no warning. Tonight, it literally said... <laughs> Your battery's running low. Too late, loser. <laughs> That's it. No well, you're just in time for the last question, Dave. Oh, good. Um, Go on, hit me with it. Uh, Dexter Tyson, Merry Christmas yes. to you all. Merry Christmas. Simple question. Brussels sprouts, a gift from the gods, or is it the devil's work? Devil's work. No. Uh... <laughs> just giving you my answer. If they're done they're, properly, revolting. They are... they're revolting on their no, own. They're not though. If you, they're, you're, so you're cooking them wrong. Well, I'm not cooking them at all. So... Well, then wrong. 
If you're having a go at my mother? Is that what you're doing? If, that, if that's what I have to do at this point, yes. <laughs> you lather them in butter and wrap them in bacon. I'm sure they're lovely. Correct. And some chilli flakes. Lots of cracked pepper on them. Get them in a skillet. Get them nice and crispy. Gorgeous. Make them... You're making them taste not like sprouts. I was going to say, make them everything but Brussels sprouts, and they taste delicious. So actually, you agree with me. Thank no, you, I don't agree with you. You're wrong. Oh. Brussels sprouts are lovely. I wish I'd never come back to hear this filth. You're, you're more than welcome to leave again. It's fine. <laughs> Absolutely fine. Unplug that laptop. Right. I like it. Right. Ian, do you like sprout? Uh, I can take them or leave them. If they're on my plate, I'll eat them. But if they're not on my plate, I won't say, oh, no, where are the sprouts? <laughs> Should we leave it there? I Dave, so. when are you bringing back another quiz contender? Um, this oh, this championship, oh, this championship no. trophy is so, like, it's beginning to age. It's like I said, no one wants to do the quiz. Everyone wants a quiz. No one wants to do the quiz. Dave, can you can you set up a, can you set us up a Christmas special for me and Ian? The two of you. Oh, yeah. Da, da, da. Best for... best of nine. Da, da, da. That's gonna have to be <laughs> next. That's gonna have to be Sunday, then. Well, well, whenever. Give us a Christmas special on your. No, oh, no, no, no. Actually, no. I'm a week ahead of myself. It could be next week, can't it? There you it go. Next Thursday. Do us a Christmas okay. special. How many? What's it? What? What's special about it? Or that it's Christmas themed. Oh, well, oh right, Christmas themed. Shit, oh, what the? Come on. Okay. okay, all right, go on. Give me some time to think about it. Yeah. But all right, you've when, got when, seven when days. When people start responding to my <laughs> "Who wants to do the quiz?" I do. I want to do a Christmas special. Well, okay. Well, we'll record it at the end rather than the start, because if I win, Ben's going to be sad for the whole rest of the podcast. Yeah, we don't want a sulky Christmas, do we? No. All right, cheers, lads. On to Hampton. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him by the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Tron. 